Engaging sermons on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. The desert and the parched land will exult. The steppe will rejoice and bloom. They will bloom with abundant flowers and rejoice with joyful song. The glory of Lebanon will be given to them, the splendor of Carmel and Sharon. They will see the glory of the Lord, the splendor of our God. Strengthen the hands that are feeble. Make firm the knees that are weak. Say to those whose hearts are frightened, Be strong, fear not. Here is your God. He comes with vindication. With divine recompense he comes to save you. Then will the eyes of the blind be opened, the ears of the deaf be cleared. Then will the lame leap like a stag, then the tongue of the mute will sing. Streams will burst forth in the desert, and rivers in the steppe. The burning sands will become pools, and the thirsty ground springs of water. The abode where jackals lurk will be a marsh for the reed and papyrus. A highway will be there, called the Holy Way. No one unclean may pass over it, nor fools go astray on it. No lion will be there, nor beast of prey go up to be met upon it. It is for those with a journey to make, and on it the redeemed will walk. Those whom the Lord has ransomed, will return and enter Zion singing, crowned with everlasting joy. They will meet with joy and gladness. Sorrow and mourning will flee. A word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our God will come to save us. Our God will come to save us. I will hear what God proclaims, the Lord, for he proclaims peace to his people. Near indeed is his salvation to those who fear him, glory dwelling in our land. Our God will come to save us. Kindness and truth shall meet, justice and peace shall kiss. Truth shall spring out of the earth, and justice shall look down from heaven. Our God will come to save us. The Lord himself will give us his benefits. Our land shall yield its increase. Justice shall walk before him and salvation along the way of his steps. Our God will come to save us. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. One day, as Jesus was teaching, Pharisees and teachers of the law, who had come from every village of Galilee and Judea and Jerusalem, were sitting there. And the power of the Lord was with him for healing. And some men brought on a stretcher, a man who was paralyzed. They were trying to bring him in and set him in his presence. But not finding a way to bring him in because of the crowd, they went up on the roof and lowered him on the stretcher through the pipes into the middle in front of Jesus. When Jesus saw their faith, he said, As for you, your sins are forgiven. 
Then the scribes and Pharisees began to ask themselves, Who is this who speaks blasphemies? Who but God alone can forgive sins? Jesus knew their thoughts and said to them in reply, What are you thinking in your hearts? Which is easier to say, your sins are forgiven, or to say, rise and walk? But that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins, he said to the one who was paralyzed, I say to you, rise, pick up your stretcher, and go. He stood up immediately before them, picked up what he had been lying on, and went home glorifying God. Then astonishment seized them all, and they glorified God. And struck with awe, they said, We have seen incredible things today. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. They were struck with awe. That's what the church has to do to the world today. We have to strike it with awe at the healing marvels of the Lord right before their eyes. By allowing the Lord to heal us, by allowing His coming to change us, by letting Christ, the Savior of Advent, transform us, we are to fill those around us who do not believe in Him with awe and make them glorify God. That's why it's so close and integral a connection between us following the Lord and us bringing others to follow Him. The two go hand in hand, not simply as one thing that follows another, but as one thing that happens because of the other. In other words, the closer you and I are to God, and we let Him actually change us in, with a change that is noticeable, visible, tangible to those around us. That leads them to want the same thing. We have to make those around us say, Wow, I didn't think that was possible. That so-and-so could change that way. That so-and-so could be so generous, so forgiving, so loving. That so-and-so could be set free from that evil that afflicted them before. Set free from that error that was in their mind. Set free from that way of sin that we know they were involved in. But look, now they're not. They were struck with awe. This is what the God who comes does to us. And notice it's both spiritual and physical. Jesus forgave the man's sins. Oh, who can forgive sins but God alone? Nobody. So in other words, it's a proclamation that Jesus is God. Too bad so many of them who saw this and objected to it didn't just come to that conclusion. Yes, it is God here. Let me worship Him. He forgives the man on the spiritual plane and then He heals him on the physical plane. Get up and walk. The first reading made that clear, that the coming of the Lord is not just about salvation of souls and spirits. It's about salvation of nature. It talks about the desert and the parched land blooming, flowing with water, streams bursting forth in the desert. All of nature, brothers and sisters, physical nature, is destroyed by sin, corrupted by sin, but redeemed by the Christ who comes. What we await 
we read in the New Testament, are new heavens and a new earth. Jesus doesn't just redeem an unseen soul in the spiritual realm. He redeems our bodies. And that means he redeems our relationships. And that means he redeems our politics. You know, when some people say politics and religion don't mix, one of the ways you have to respond to them is to say, well, is, is, is anything beyond the reach of Jesus' redemption? Is there anything that's messy that Jesus doesn't want to clean up? See, some people, precisely because they say politics is messy, they say, well, we of faith shouldn't be involved in it. No, it's the other way around. Because it's messy, that's precisely why we're involved in it. Does not Jesus' redemption reach all our activities, all the facets of our life, all the parts of the world, including the political ones? Where does his healing not want to go? What does he not want to transform about our lives? What doesn't need to be made straight and brought into line with the kingdom of God? By saying what it says here, that all of nature will be transformed and lifted up, the Word of God is telling us there is no aspect of human life or activity that isn't subject to the Lordship of Christ and transformed by the coming of that Lord. The transformation of a culture of death into a kingdom of life means not just that we're saving souls, we're saving bodies. We who fight abortion have to be careful that we don't over-spiritualize it. Yes, we are here to save the souls of those mothers that go for abortions. I serve as the pastoral director of Rachel's Vineyard and Silent No More throughout the world. We're saving these women's souls and the men, the fathers, and the grandparents who are often guilty of the abortion themselves though some tried to stop it or didn't even know about it. Every day, we save their souls. Christ saves them. But brothers and sisters, it's also about saving the bodies of these babies from dismemberment. Christ's coming is physical. We prayed in the opening prayer about the wonder, the marvel of the incarnation. That's what Christmas celebrates. Yes, it's the celebration of the birth of Christ. But the birth of Christ is one aspect of the bigger mystery that Christmas is celebrating, that God became human. He became human in the womb of Mary, started nine months before the birth. Christmas celebrates the whole mystery, the whole reality, the whole gift of Jesus becoming human. And Jesus becoming human means Jesus becoming physical. He was an unborn child. His heart was beating in the womb of Mary. Blood was flowing. The blood he would shed on the cross was flowing through his body in the womb of Mary. It's physical. And here in, at Mass, bread becomes the body of Christ. It's physical. And we get fed, not just spiritually by the Word, but physically by the bread of life, which is Christ. So let our Advent joy be real and let it be as physical as it is spiritual. And let us save physical lives and let us look forward to the transformation of politics and of the entire universe. Come, Lord Jesus, and bring us your salvation and joy. Amen. This has been the End Abortion Podcast. 
To learn more, to help end abortion, and to connect with us on social media, visit endabortion.net.